Hey, what is up? It's Brian LoFermento here with episode 165 of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. And in today's episode, I'm going to give you a behind the scenes glimpse into my most effective marketing funnel that I've ever built. It's one of the keys to the growth of my business. And in doing so, I'm going to teach you the single most important metric in your business. And I literally mean that this is the single most important number for any and every business in the entire world. I'm excited. This is a Strategy Wednesday episode. Let's dive in. All right, now I'm particularly excited about today's episode because it allows me to rope in so many different experiences that I've had, not only as an entrepreneur, but before I left corporate America, that's when this number, this metric that I'm going to teach you about in today's Strategy Wednesday episode really hit home. And I'm going to share that story with you. Who knows if I'm supposed to or not, but I'm going to share it with you because it's really important for you to see the importance of this figure and why if you don't understand this number, then quite frankly, you'll never be able to make smart business decisions. But before we dive into today's episode, I just want to give a shout out to one of our listeners. His name's Ishmael. He's a 20-year-old entrepreneur out in Egypt, and he sent me an incredible email. So Ishmael, shout out to you. Love the fact that you listen to the show so frequently. Love the fact that you took the time out to drop me an email, so I really appreciate that. Always love hearing from listeners. And Ishmael, it's listeners just like you that keep the show going, that have gotten this, has gotten the show into over 160 countries around the world, so very cool, and I so appreciate that. And yes, we will do an episode on the in the future about authorpreneurs, so stay tuned for that on a Featured Friday episode. But let's dive into today's episode right now. I'm going to take you back to my very early 20s when I was still working in corporate America, and I used to actually work in healthcare. So I was a business analyst in healthcare. Now, I didn't work inside of a hospital. I worked for a major hospital outside of Boston, and in that role, I really got to see the business side of healthcare, which is really cool because healthcare is a field where the finances are very tricky, and you have to be smart with your money because, let's be frank, Money is not in abundance in the healthcare world. A lot of it goes to insurance companies or a lot of it goes to pharmaceutical companies. So hospitals have an obligation to be financially sound when it comes to where they invest their money because they need to be able to serve all the patients who walk into the emergency department and all the patients in the community. So it's really important for hospitals to make smart business decisions. So as a business analyst, I learned a lot in my time working in healthcare. But one of the very last meetings that I ever took part in, and this is part of what made me realize, hey, I need to get out of here. I've learned what I've needed to learn. I need to get back into running my own business. It was a meeting. Myself, I was there. My boss was there. And the marketing team was in this meeting. And we were talking about rolling out some new marketing strategies and some new patient retention strategies and just other ways to general in general grow the business because hospitals, whether you want to face or not, healthcare is a business. You have to have a sound business for the hospital to survive. 
Because if it doesn't have a sound business model, then the hospital is going to close. Then you can't serve any patients. So we were in this meeting talking about how are we going to attract more patients to the hospital, especially in the era of urgent care facilities and Minute Clinic from CVS. There's all these challenges in healthcare. So how would we get more patients to come to the hospital? Now, I was sitting in the meeting asking, well, what are we currently doing? And what I learned was that the hospital was spending $20,000 a month on billboards throughout the city. And so I asked the obvious question, are we getting positive ROI from those billboards? Because if we are, let's just keep buying more billboards. And really quickly, the marketing department responded to me, we don't know. We don't know if we're getting positive ROI on that. And I said, well, how do you not know? It should be a pretty simple question. How many new patients are we getting from that? And they had all these different answers for me. Well, we got this many new patients, or, oh, we think we made this much from the marketing campaign. We think we got this many new patients, or this many existing patients came back in. So there were all these question marks. And I asked, well, that's cool. If we know how many patients came in as a result of seeing the billboard, then how much money did we make? And I don't mean that in an immediate way. I'm asking, how much is a new patient worth to the hospital? If that billboard gets 100 new patients, is that positive ROI? 100 new patients a month, is that positive ROI? Are 100 new patients a month worth $20,000 to the hospital? And what I realized was that they could not answer that question. So by not knowing, and this is what the metric is, this metric is called the average lifetime customer value the average lifetime customer value. Because the hospital really wanted to take a look at those, let's just call it 100 new patients a month, and look at their visits. Now most frequently when people come to the hospital, especially if they're new patients, it's because they want to see their primary care physician. Now a primary care visit isn't very expensive. You're talking 100 to 250 bucks if they don't do any tests. So if you looked at that and you said, well, 100 new patients a month, let's call it $150, you'd only make $15,000. So in that case, you would say, well, these billboard campaigns are negative ROI. We need to stop those right away. But here's what smart entrepreneurs and smart business people all know. It's not about that initial visit. It's not about just their first sale. It's about the average lifetime customer value. You need to know the average lifetime customer value because 100 new patients coming to the hospital a month, guess what? They're not only gonna come to the hospital one time and disappear. They're going to come back next time they need an x-ray. They're going to come back next time they need to use the emergency department. They're going to come back next time they have a cold or they need a flu shot or a million different reasons. Now, is every single one gonna come back? No. Is every single one going to break a bone and need surgery? Absolutely not. But across the board, you can say out of every 100 new patients, we make this much money within the next five years. So let's say on average, your average patients, you take all the money that you make in a given year divided by all the patients that you see in a given year, that's your average yearly customer value. So we won't even have to talk lifetime just yet. Just know what is the average amount that each patient is worth to us a year. Now, if you've got an established business, then you can calculate the average lifetime customer value, 
which is the average value or average amount of money that you make over the lifetime of a customer interacting with your business. So you could do average customer value over three months, over six months, over a year, three years, five years, whatever it is. And when you understand that, you can make very smart decisions. So in this case, if there's a billboard that's $20,000 a month and you get 100 new patients a month, you only need those patients to be worth at least 200 bucks to you on average. That's it. Some of them might be worth $200,000 to you because they're going to break a bone or they're going to have some catastrophic injury and they're going to need to stay in the hospital for a long time. So in that case, if you consider the longer term average customer value, you will quickly realize that that is a positive ROI campaign. Whereas if you don't understand that, then you'll pull the plug on winning campaigns. So it's really important for you to understand your average lifetime customer value. You can see how if you don't know that, you're going to make poor financial and marketing decisions. If you don't know how much a, a customer or a patient is worth to you, you will pull the plug on what would be making you a heck of a lot of money. Now, one of the questions, and this is me taking you behind the scenes into one of my most effective marketing campaigns. A lot of people always ask me the question, hey, Brian, why do you give your book away for free? So if you're a longtime listener of this show, hopefully by this point, you know that you can get a free copy of my book at imetbrian.com. Now, that's a lot of work for me to give these books away for free because it doesn't go through Amazon. It doesn't go through Barnes & Noble. You can get the book through Amazon and Barnes & Noble, but if you go to imetbrian.com, what you get is a signed copy. I personalize it. I write your name in it, and I mail it out to you. So you get a personalized copy. And not only am I not selling those for the retail price at Amazon and Barnes & Noble, the book costs $19.95, but on imetbrian.com, you can get it for free. All you have to do is pay shipping and handling, which is $7.95. So everyone always asks me, Brian, why do you give your books away for free? The, re the reality is, this is me being totally transparent with you, I lose money when people get the book for $7.95. Between the cost of the book, the cost of the envelope, and the cost to ship it out to people, I lose money. I think I lose about 50 cents on every single book that I ship out. So if you were objectively looking at my business and you saw that marketing campaign and you saw that that's a core piece of where I send people, you'd say, Brian, this is crazy. You got to stop doing this. You're losing 50 cents every time you mail out a free book. So the uninformed business owner, the uninformed entrepreneur, the uninformed marketer would pull the plug on that. When in reality, I make a lot of money by giving my book out for free. So here's the cool thing. I'm going to break down the numbers for you in today's episode. When people get my book for free, there's two upsells. They don't have to get those two upsells. The $27 upsell is access to the expert interview series that I hosted back in 2015. So I interviewed experts on branding, on copywriting, on conversion optimization. I offer them that for $27. And then on the next screen, I offer them my key to more customers and clients, which is a $497 course. It's one of my best selling courses of all time, and they can get it for just $97. So there's two upsells there. The average book that I give away, 30% of people will get at least one of those upsells. Some people will get both. So 30% of people 
who get my book for free for $7.95 shipping and handling will order at least one of those upsells, either the $27 upsell or the $97 upsell or both. Now, as a result of those upsells, the average free book that I give away brings in $38 for my business in revenue. So we're not talking costs just yet. So yes, I have costs, but on average, the revenue that I bring in for every book that I give away is $38. Now, again, that's averaged out over a lot of people. So fortunately for me, I've got a lot of data there, so I kind of know what my numbers are. Obviously, when you're starting out, you need to invest the time, the energy, the money to get those numbers, to get real-life customers. But it's cool for me because I know if an order comes in for $7.95 and they don't buy anything else, that's cool because I know that one or three in this case, three out of the next 10 people will get upsells. So yeah, someone might rack up $130. One person who orders the free book might be worth $130 to me because they get both upsells. Another person might only be worth $35 because they only buy the $27 upsell plus the $7.95 shipping and handling. So on average though, if you divide out all my orders from all the customers who have taken advantage of my free book offer, on average, I bring in $38. But here's the cool part, because you know what? It's really hard to get rich $38 at a time. So out of every 20 people who get my book, if just one of them, one out of 20, 5%, goes on to buy my $4,000 course, that means that for those 20 people, I made $760 on the books and the upsells. So 20 times 38 is $760, but $4,800 overall, because one out of those 20 bought my $4,000 course. So now, Instead of only making $7.95 per person or $38 per person, thanks to the upsells, my average customer value in that funnel is $240. So I know that if I send enough people to get a free copy of my book, on average, I make $240 per person because I know that 30% of them will get at least one of my upsells and I know one out of every 20 will get my $4,000 course. So it's cool for me because I know that every 10 people who get my book for free, they pay the $7.95 shipping and handling, I will make $240 times 10, so times those 10 customers because 240 is the average, I'll make probably $2,400 out of every 10 people who order my book for free. So you can see how by having what I call a multi-tiered product mix, which I've talked about in the past, on this podcast in a Strategy Wednesday episode, by having these different offers, I increase my average customer value. So not only am I making $7.95 on that free book, but people are buying my other stuff. Now, if someone looked at my business, they would say, Brian, you're crazy. Not only do I have costs to ship these books out, but I'm paying marketing costs too. On average, it costs me about $35 in Facebook ads for every new person who buys my book. So if I'm paying $2 per click, one out of every 17 people who click the ads are buying a free copy of my book. So it's about $35 that I have to spend to get a new customer. Now if anyone looked at this at a really high surface level and they didn't understand average lifetime customer value, they'd say this is crazy, you're paying $35 to then lose money 
on people ordering a free copy of your book. But this is what today's episode is all about. You need to understand average customer lifetime value. I'm gonna use one final example to wrap up today's episode. Let's talk about my business mailbox. So I have a business mailbox, it's a business address, that's where all my business mail goes to. It's here in Los Angeles. I pay $10 a month for it. Now, the big mistake, when I first moved here, I got one mailbox in a different part of town, and the big mistake that that mailbox center made is they didn't do anything to retain me as a customer. So my lifetime customer value with them was really low. In fact, I bounced from there after only two months. They only made 20 bucks on me. If they invested in me a little bit, they probably could have retained me as a customer much longer. So one of the coolest things, if I owned a mailbox center, here's what I would do. If someone signed up for $10 to use my mailbox center, I would immediately give them 500 return address labels with their name and my mailbox address on it. Now, those 500 return address labels might cost me 15 bucks, but if it makes them stay just two more months, that's a win. So if you look at that from an outside perspective, oh, someone signs up for $10 and you send them something for $15, it's a poor business decision, but not if you know it'll get them to stay longer. That $15 investment It's kind of the situation I'm in right now. I have a lot of return address labels with my current mailbox center. Guess what? I am not switching. I'm absolutely not switching my mailbox center because I have all these return address labels with that address on it. So if I did switch mailbox centers, all these return address labels would be pointless. If I was a mailbox center, I would give all of my customers return address labels. Not a few. I would give them a lot because I want them to see on their desk, hey, if I switch, these 500 labels are now pointless. So it's really important that you understand how much customers are worth to you. Not just in that first sale, not just in that $10 a month, not just in the $7.95 shipping and handling for my book, but it's important for you to understand the lifetime customer value because that's going to help you decide how much can you afford to invest? How much should you be investing in attracting and retaining your customers or clients? It's the single most important metric in business. If you don't know what your lifetime customer value is, you don't know how to make sound financial investments or marketing decisions. You have to know the answer to that. So I hope that makes sense. This was a Strategy Wednesday episode, so we went really in-depth into the lifetime customer value. I taught you my story from within healthcare. If you don't know how much a patient is worth, you don't know if it's positive ROI or not, and the same is true in your business. So that's it for me today. I will see you again this Friday with another episode of the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.